Life Audio. Hey there, friends. You're not going to believe where we're going today. I have been researching brain science and I'm finding out all kinds of fascinating things about ADHD and body image issues. It is crazy, you guys. My guest today is Dr. Tamara Rozier, and she is amazing. She's a PhD. She knows this brain science stuff, and she's talking to me all about the connections between OCD, ADHD. Is it ADHD or is it trauma? How does that connect to disordered eating? How does that connect to over-exercising? How does that connect to the way you see your body or the way you sense rejection? You guys, you are are going to be amazed at all the connections that we make today. I hope you'll listen, share it with a friend, and blow their mind too. And if it touches you, feel free to leave a review. Quick note, my brand new book, The 40-Day Body Image Workbook, is now available for pre-order on Amazon. So if you want to be one of the first to get it at the guaranteed lowest price, go to amazon.com and look for The 40-Day Body Image Workbook. Now let's get to today's show. Welcome to Compare to Who, the podcast to help you make peace with your body so you can savor God's rest and feel his love. If you're tired of fighting body image the world's way, Compare to Who is the show for you. You've likely heard lots of talk about loving your body, but my goal is different. Striving to fall in love with stretch marks and cellulite is a little silly to me. Instead, I want to encourage you and remind you with the truth of scripture that you are seen, you are known, and you are loved no matter what your size or shape. Here, the pressure is off. If you're looking for real talk, biblical encouragement, and regular reminders that God loves you and you're not alone, you've come to the right place. I hope you enjoy today's show and hey, tell a friend about it. Now, I'm of the generation where ADHD is still a little bit, unless you have a kid that's diagnosed with it, it's still a little uncommon to me. And so I am so excited that you're here today, Tamara. And I, I just, I don't even know where to start, but I think we should probably start by why don't you just tell us what ADHD is for those that are just like, yes, I, I've heard of it. It's in the news, but what, what does that yeah. mean? Yeah. I I'm so glad to start there because here's the thing. ADHD has become a punchline mm-hmm. with people like, look, squirrel. And they're referring mm-hmm. to that movie. Disney movie up or Pixar, yeah. maybe it's Pixar, whatever. And ADHD's not that funny mm. when you have it. Mm. So I want I don't want to start out as Debbie Downer, but ADHD uh, folks, and I have ADHD, um, it's a neurological difference. Mm. And here's what this means. And I promise I won't nerd out too much for your people, but it means we we use our brains a little bit differently. Mm. And so if your listeners tap on their forehead. That's where their prefrontal cortex is. And that's a handy modern amenity for remembering what you went to the grocery store for, mm-hmm. where you parked your car, not to leave your phone on, on the checkout aisle. Um, it's all those little details. It's the part of the brain that tells you what to do, how to do it, and when to do it. Mm-hmm. And you probably already put it together. Those of us with ADHD, we, we can't really rely on our prefrontal cortex. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. Our brains are wonderful. Neuroplasticity says, that's okay. We'll redo it. And so what we do is we tend to rely on a different part of our brain Mm -hmm. called the limbic center. 
And the limbic center is a very, very kind of animalistic part because all animals have a limbic center. Okay. And it's fight, flight, freeze. Mm-hmm. And we've added a piece. And that's when you're, you're trying to um, people please. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's part of your amygdala. Mm-hmm. And so in the limbic center, there's the amygdala. And it's constantly sensing, are we in danger or not? It, and remember, God made that part of the brain to keep us safe. Mm-hmm. Here's a little bit of the snafu, though. We live in a modern world. Mm-hmm. And when you have a brain that relies on your limbic system going, am I safe or not? Yeah. We become confused. Yeah. So we start to think that a test, studying for a test tomorrow, is the end of the world. Mm-hmm. And we act like a bear is chasing us mm-hmm. instead of we're going to walk in. Yeah. Um, I make a joke with my clients because everything ends. They're like, well, what if this happens? What if this happens? What if this happens? And it all ends with them living underneath a bridge, right? <laughs> like, and then I will get kicked out of my house and I won't have any, anywhere to go. And I'll live under the bridge for the rest of my life. Mm. Because they kind of, that's how their brain will do it. So we have to understand what ADHD is and we have to carefully maneuver the modern world with it. Yeah. Well, and I feel like in your book, you use the term neurodivergent more Yeah. and anything else that needs to be explained there other than what you Uh, just said. Is there any other component to that? Well, you know, so I can go through the symptoms of ADHD, but the problem is when we do a symptom approach, um, instead of a neurological difference, people are focusing on fixing our symptoms. Mm. And I really, I'm uncomfortable with that. Mm-hmm. Um, now I will say ADHD is not a gift. So mm. anyone out there going, woohoo, ADHD is my gift. I'm like, okay, <laughs> sit down with me and let me talk to you about the research uh-huh. because it's not a gift in the modern world. Mm. It actually puts us at a disadvantage mm. because the modern world is asking us to use a lot of our prefrontal cortex for mm. a lot of dumb details. Yeah. Right. I say dumb details. That's kind of an ADHD joke because yeah. they're dumb if I can't remember them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I know you don't want to go through the symptoms, but let me just kind of, well, oh, I'm okay. going to share. Oh, I will. I will. I won't be obstinate. <laughs> well, well but I, I'd love to. So I feel like my audience kind of has gotten to know me a little bit and, and I want to yeah. kind of give some context <laughs> to why we're having yeah. this conversation. So I guess it was last spring, you were on one of my friend's podcasts. My friend, Aaron Carey has a podcast called Sparking Wholeness. And Aaron and I have been a longtime friends and she's been a guest on the show a number of times and she's written for my blog. And, and the thing that we've always had in common is body image issues. I mean, we've had more than that in common, but, but that was one of the main things that connected us. And so Aaron sent me this little text and was like, Hey, I think I have body or I think I have ADHD. And, and I was like, why would you think that? Like, you know, I don't really know too much about ADHD, but like, what's the connection? And so she asked me to listen to the interview she did with you. And I did. And you said something in the interview about how you could spot someone with ADHD, because at a restaurant, they are twirling the straw paper or the napkin. I have never left a straw wrapper or napkin unscathed. I love that. (laughs) And I didn't even notice. But now all I do every time I go to a restaurant is I look around and I watch everyone else to see, oh, 
why is no one else twirling their straw paper? Like, yeah. why doesn't anyone else twist their napkin? And you know, everyone else, you know, lays their napkin back on, you know, on, on the table or like lays it on the tray before throwing it away. And it's all nice and neat. And mine right. is twisted, shaggy. Right. And, and, I, and so that got my attention. And then I went on this journey of researching ADHD. And one of the first things I found was connected to, and I'm not going to give it the right medical word. So I'm hoping you can come back in and, and fill this out, but connected to, um, actually the word was rejection dysphoria. Yeah. Rejection sensitivity. Yes. And and I was like, Whoa, you know, where, where you, I don't know, for me, it would be like, I can almost read, I will read in to your slight glare that you don't like me. You think I'm ugly. Right. You yeah. think I need to go away. Oh, and here you had something yeah. in your eye. Right. right. Yes. And, and or so, I was like, did I leave the curling iron on today? Mm. Like you were thinking that, but you're watching my face. Yeah. Like, this is about me. Right. Your amygdala is picking up the danger. Right. Because social rejection is dangerous. Yeah. Um, come on. You are a middle school girl. Yeah. You know how dangerous oh, yeah. that is. Right. So Not just middle your... school. <laughs> well, that's when, that's when it, you know, well, actually it's happening younger and younger now. Mm-hmm. Um, so women learn very quickly and this is, um, ADHD shows up a little bit differently in women. And I do mm-hmm. want to add this be- and, and it's why I, I sort of hedge the system talk because I work with a lot of high functioning women. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're doctors, they're lawyers, they're mm-hmm. doing stuff. They're rarely accountants, but I do have a few, but <laughs> Oh, because that's a really hard job when you have ADHD. I can't can't balance my checkbooks. Well, it's not a math thing. It's more just the redundancy of doing their work Mm -hmm. makes them, you know, want to jump out of their car, moving car. So, um, but ADHD, I see high functioning women. So what we do is we hide it elsewhere Mm. and we hide body image Mm -hmm. because it's a part of our brain because our brains are wired for, and, and you nailed it this rejection sensitivity, Mm. we're looking at people going, what did that mean? Mm. Or it just takes one person going, wow, your thighs are big. Mm -hmm. Right. And you know, we, there, we all know our share of snotty little girls who Mm -hmm. grew up to be snotty women. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. But then because of the way our brains wired, we're like, oh no, I'm flawed. Yeah. And, and a lot of my female clients. Now my male clients will too, but it, that's kind of a different uh, thing right now. Um, we'll have body dysmorphia. So here's what the ADHD brain does though. It kind of, instead of kind of sending that message out like to the prefrontal cortex going, Hey, rest of the brain, what do you think about this? Mm. And that prefrontal cortex, remember right behind our forehead, we go, you know what? She's kind of a naughty girl in other ways. So mm. let's not take her advice. Mm-hmm. Oh no, the message doesn't reach there. We're circling it around the limbic center going, how do I feel about this? Well, you know, and then we start to kind of create a truth out of it. Mm. Yeah. And our brains are wired for that. Yeah. And I'm not trying to be really depressing today about ADHD, but we've got to understand how our brains work and kind of put caution tape mm-hmm. around certain areas. Um, by the way, I just want to add here, women with ADHD are low hanging fruit 
mm. for narcissists. Mm. How Whoa, are- that could be a whole nother episode. <laughs> I know. Sorry. I didn't like, you're like, Oh, that's a completely different topic. Wow. But, yeah. <laughs> that's, but it Ooh. takes a narcissist to go, wow, you have big ears. Mm. All of a sudden, do you see how yeah. we can feed into that very easily? But look around you, your family, your faith, they're not in the way. They are the way. From the creators of Jesus Revolution comes the incredible true story. It's going to be dangerous and scary and giving up. It's not an option. The story of one family's journey from down under to center stage. Unsung Hero, a for King and Country film starring Candace Cameron Bure and Terry O'Quinn. In theaters now. Visit unsunghero.movie to learn more. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. The reason I'm saying all this is ADHD is, you know, we do look at symptoms and we try to reduce symptoms, but a lot of times we want to understand how your, how your brain is functioning mm-hmm. and what are the ruts we can fall into very yeah. easily. Yeah. And we want to really be careful about that. Yeah. Well, I just, I think it's mind blowing. <laughs> brain science aside, <laughs> I think it's mind blowing in the, in the most generic sense of the way. So not literal mind blowing, right. but figuratively, right. got it, got it. That that there could be any kind of neurodivergence involved with body image issues. And I'll just tell you as a coach, like you kept using the word safe. And I was like, that's the word we use in coaching all the time, because that is, that's where we're stuck is I am not safe to be in a different size body or to look a different way or to age. Like that is not safe for me. And, you know, and, and we're doing things in my coaching program, you know, back to my scripture and we're, you know, we're, we're reading and, and learning the truth. And yet there is this disconnect. Like, yes, I can say that God will keep me safe, even if I gain weight or, you know, age poorly, but wow, that does not feel true for my body. That is really hard to walk in and act on. And to think that that has something that could have something to do Mm -hmm. with something. Let me add to this now. Yeah. The limbic center doesn't have words. Okay. Remember, this is just the part of your body that's made to put adrenaline in a cortisol in your bloodstream so you can run super fast from that bear. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, we can't, it, it's difficult to talk to it. Mm-hmm. And so when you're saying you're safe, mm-hmm. every part of the brain is like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she's really reputable. We can trust her. Mm-hmm. The limbic center is like, I can't hear a thing you're saying right, right now. Right. And, and so it's like, keep cycling within there. Mm-hmm. And so we have these mm-hmm. deep, deeply flawed beliefs, Mm. but it's all around safety. Yeah. So a lot of times with my clients, when they're stuck in that safety, I really look to our body and remember, this is the way we're created. Mm -hmm. So this isn't like new age voodoo stuff. Mm -hmm. This is just how our body is. And this Mm -hmm. is actual research. Mm -hmm. We know that if we can calm down the body, then the rest of the brain can speak. Mm Until we calm down the body and get it out of fight or flight, Mm -hmm. we can't do it. 
And so whatever modality your listeners use, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a prayer and meditation is, is seriously a thing that Christians can do. Yeah. That takes them out of fight or flight. Yeah. But I don't think in our culture, we've, we've lost what prayer meditation can actually do for our nervous system. Mm. We've made it busy work. Our, our, our kind of middle-class Christianity has made busy work out of quiet time. Mm-hmm. And I, and by the way, ADHD people really can never pull off a quiet time appropriately mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they're like, Oh, this is so boring. I'm behind in my study already. Mm-hmm. I'm positive. I'm going to fail. <laughs> right. So this isn't helpful. Yeah. But if we look back to what ancient Christians did to mm-hmm. calm down their nervous system, they did things like walk and pray. Mm-hmm. They held things. Mm-hmm. like beads and prayed. Mm-hmm. They did things. Guess what? That's very ADHD friendly. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, if you, if you're really interested in taking your body out of the fight or flight, go back to the more ancient traditions because mm-hmm. those were our people. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry. I love that. No, I love that. That's so good. And it's so funny is I had, and I don't know where it went. I had a necklace and it wasn't beaded, but it was like one of my students gave it to me. I had a blue apple on it. You know, I I kept it here and that's what I played. Like I could make it through my day. Any, like even talking to you right now, I'm like twiddling my thumb. (laughs) Like, what do I do? I need my necklace. So I love how concentrating energy into those kind of things, you know, is a help. But, but you said something that made me think about what those of us with body image issues do instead of calming ourselves down or calming our bodies down. We are the hardcore cardio seven days a week. Mm -hmm. Don't feed ourselves enough. Uh, You know, that's, that's a stereotype, but I I coach lots of women and this is kind of the story Mm -hmm. (laughs) we're doing CrossFit. Or, you know, always yeah. moving, which we know now that a lot of that hardcore, you know, cardio intensive workout mm-hmm. stuff actually puts you in so, a fight or flight, right? Exactly. So what that's called is hypervigilance. Okay. So no, <laughs> I personally don't like to work out. I, I run if someone's chasing me, uh-huh. right? With a knife, they <laughs> have to have a knife, right? <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm not a runner. So, um, but I do other exercise. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I do exercise, uh, quite a bit, but what happens during exercise when we overdo it, when we're running, like our life Mm -hmm. is depending on it, it puts us in a hypervigilant state. Mm -hmm. And I've seen women at the gym and they're working out in that hypervigilant state. Mm -hmm. And you can tell their movements are quicker, Mm -hmm. their eye movements shift, and they almost have jerky motions. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking of a woman I saw on the rowing machine not mm-hmm. too long ago. It's mm-hmm. kind of jerky machine. Uh, mm-hmm. You see how, um, because it's affecting her whole being. Mm-hmm. So here's, here's what those women are afraid of. They're afraid of the opposite extreme, mm-hmm. hypovigilance. Mm-hmm. And that's when the brain kind of, the limbic center's like, hey, I'm out. You're on your own. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of sit on the couch on Facebook, Instagram, whatever your favorite, whatever, and you just don't move. Yeah. So the good news is there's this middle spot and I'll get right back to how this is related to ADHD. There's this middle spot called window of tolerance. Okay. And then that's where we can take in the world. We don't have to react to it. Mm -hmm. We don't have to 
overdue or underdue. Mm -hmm. But the research on this is we have to train our nervous system. We can't just say, trust in God. Mm -hmm. And like, cool, I'm going to go do this. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Right? And so um, the idea here is to train your body to Mm -hmm. calm down. Uh, You can do it through breath work. Uh, There's an app that, um, there's an app on your Apple Watch. Mm -hmm. Just breathe with it, Mm -hmm. right? That takes you out of fight or flight. Mm -hmm. Um, There's emotional freedom tapping, which is incredible for Mm -hmm take you out of fight or flight. So there's all these techniques. You choose your modality, mm-hmm. but the whole goal is to increase your window of tolerance. Yeah. So back to ADHD, guess what? We have barely any window of tolerance. Mm-hmm. We only know the hypo or the hypo or the hyper. Yeah. Hypo is low, hyper is high. So we only know those two on and off switches. Mm-hmm. That's an ADHD person for you. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I used to say, yep, I have two, I have two speeds <laughs> two on and off. Right, right. Right. That's hypo and hyper. Hmm. And so I don't have this window of tolerance. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I've slowly built it. But wow, can I get out of that window of tolerance easily? Yeah. Those of us with ADHD easily um, can get into hyper or hypo because of how our brains are wired. Yeah. Now I want to be clear to everyone. I don't think this is a mistake. Mm -hmm. So this isn't like, wow. It's like we were hiding behind the door and God's like, well, (laughs) I kind of screwed up some of these people, but you know what? Good luck folks. This isn't a mistake. Mm -hmm. Um, We are incredibly divergent thinkers and when we use our divergent thinking, well, man, we can solve great problems. Yeah. But every ADHD person's first problem is getting stuck in their limbic system, getting stuck, stuck in hypo or hyper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so good. And I'm glad you clarified that this isn't, uh, whoops, God messed up when he made your brain. Yeah. So sorry. I mean, I have said since I've been researching, I'm like, yeah, I think this might be my superpower though, which I know you said not to say at the beginning, but <laughs> I, I feel like I was like, who said that? <laughs> but, but I, you know, I have wondered if I was maybe manic or bipolar mm-hmm. because when I write books, I can just mm-hmm. go all in and I just write. Yes. <laughs> and, yes. and I mean, if I didn't have anything else in my life, I could get it done a whole lot faster than, mm-hmm. you know, all these other people interrupting me with things mm-hmm. that they need, like dinner is a distraction, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but no, I can, I can just zero in and get it done. Mm-hmm. But like I was working on something this week and it's something that's going to require a number of mundane tasks. And I told my there husband, I'm like, I know, like, I know what I should do. I should write down every single one of these mundane tasks and I should work through them one by one and check them off to get it done. But I cannot do that. <laughs> I have no capacity. Okay. Heather, let's, okay. You just set me up perfectly. Yeah. By the way, it's okay to say it's a superpower, but as long as you understand you've got kryptonite, so you're carrying, <laughs> you're carrying your own kryptonite. And so it's a I, I agree with that. Right. Um, and I, and I'm not really trying not to put anyone down, but I want people to take ADHD seriously. Yeah. Um, but you set me up perfectly for this. It's the mundane task that drive the ADHD person nuts. Mm -hmm. Unloading the dishwasher, Mm -hmm. laundry. What are we going to have for dinner? 
Mm -hmm. um, check, checking the email, mm -hmm. like all these dumb little things. And so here's what you, you said. Now you're, you've really worked on this. So you, um, you're, you're kind of past this, but here's what my clients would say. Well, I know what I should do. I should just put on a list, check it off. Mm -hmm. But it's so mundane because mm -hmm. our, our limbic center is like, um, this has nothing to do with survival guys. Yeah. So we're not just not going to do it. Yeah. So then what the, our brain does is try to shame us into doing it, mm -hmm. especially females. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if I were really a good podcaster, mm -hmm. I would do this. Mm -hmm. If I were really a good mother, mm -hmm. if I were a good wife. And so the shame starts circulating. Do you yeah. see how this is related to body issues? Yeah. Because then that shame starts to seep out other places. Right. And so it's just that our brains aren't wired to do mundane things. Now, I want to say to your listener, just because it's not wired doesn't mean you shouldn't do the laundry. <laughs> right. Or <laughs> like brush your teeth. Or, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Brushing your teeth. Every ADHD person hates brushing their teeth. <laughs> flossing is where I draw. I can brush my yeah. teeth, but flossing every time they're like, why don't you floss? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Let <laughs> me tell you. I think, um, by the way, quick tip for my um, ADHD listeners there. Um, if you hate flossing and your dentist is like, seriously, floss, buy those little picks. Those flossers. Yeah, those little flossers, put them in your car. And so when you're in traffic, it gives you something to do. That's right. I mean, it's probably gross for other people. But who cares? I don't care if other people are it's watching. safer than you. checking your phone. <laughs> right? It's way safer, right? And so um, that's what I recommend. And I love it. Believe it or not, my clients will do that. Do you notice I put two boring things together mm. and now my clients are like, well, this is intriguing. Yeah. And then all of, all of a sudden your brain starts to go, okay, this is a little bit more interesting yeah. now. Yeah. And plus my clients feel like they're kind of hacking the system, sticking it to the yeah. man. You know, they're just really like excited. <laughs> well, I'm thinking of two boring things together. Like, I, so I had to give up kind of cardio just for some other health issues. It was just, you know, not great for my thyroid and adrenals that were struggling already from my eating disorder past. And so I started walking and I think walking is the most boring activity ever. Got it there. And, yep. but I learned to walk with a podcast. Yes. And yep. now like, I look forward to walking because I'm going to get something out exactly. of it. <laughs> exactly. So, I, yeah. I read while I, I read in air quotes, I listen to uh, books. books. Yeah. Um, while I weed and I uh -huh. have several beds to weed, I am the happiest little weeder on earth. <laughs> and, and yet it's funny because I'll go back to certain places like, Oh, this happened in a book I read once. Uh -huh. And it's just kind of, I create these fun little memories for myself throughout my yard. Yeah. And sometimes I'll be sweating and crying at the same time. If the book is really sad, uh -huh. a man called, <laughs> called Otto, uh -huh. just, I was a mess while uh -huh. gardening. If my neighbor saw me, they'd think I was insane, but <laughs> but I have ADHD and that's how I motivate myself. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit more about that. Cause that was an interesting part of your book too. Just, so I would have called myself a procrastinator and my husband would have labeled me that too. And, right. and you kind of explain how it's not really procrastination. It's, I need emotional motivation. Can you fill that right. out? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, method actors in Hollywood mm -hmm. really get into the character. They become the character and they're, it's like, they're going around going, okay, now what's my emotional motivation there? Mm -hmm. Well, ADHD people are all method actors. Mm -hmm. um, 
And it's not that we're just like, what's in it for me? No, we're like, what's my motivation behind doing this? Yeah. And so we will concoct some sort of emotional um, impetus for us. And that's because we're so low in task initiation. Because mm-hmm. guess where task initiation happens in the brain? I'm guessing the prefrontal <laughs> cortex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and the prefrontal cortex has gone out to lunch. And so we're like, hey, guys in prefrontal cortex, help me out. And they're like, thank you for calling. We will be back in 25 minutes. <laughs> I, and you keep getting that message over and over again. Yeah. So the limbic center is like, hey, I can help you out. You know what? You're angry about this. Mm. I'm like, I am? Yeah. <laughs> you don't like this. Um, it's how I passed a lot of my classes in stats yeah. as a grad student. I became angry and I learned how to spite. Yeah. Now here's unfortunate. Here's the downside of ADHD. Isn't that a bit exhausting? Mm. Yeah. Right. Right. And what if, what happens when that backfires? Mm. What if I didn't pass the class and I was learning how to spite? Now that voice still goes, not literal voice, but that motivational voice Mm -hmm. goes, now you're stupid, Tamara, Mm -hmm. because you're supposed to learn this. And so it's, it's a dangerous game we play. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to just say a little bit about medication. I want to be just very careful when I say it. Those of us with ADHD, um, stimulants work for 80% Mm -hmm. of us. And I have to tell you, um, I'm on a stimulant and it's like having a just do it button that was Mm -hmm. missing before. Interesting. So I don't look crazy. I don't look, you know, 1980s, you know, kids who were medicated in the 1980s, we didn't have it right. We mm-hmm. only had one class of drug, Ritalin, and it wasn't right. Mm-hmm. Um, now we have so many different classes of stimulants that it, it really, it, it helps give our prefrontal cortex the gasoline it needs to move. Mm-hmm. And that's really kind of what it does. Yeah. Um, I was talking to a parent who didn't want to medicate uh, his child and you know, of course, I'm never going to push anyone. I really respect people. But I did want to say it's it's like wearing glasses, though. Mm. Would you get your child glasses? Mm-hmm. And he's, yes, of course I would. I'm like, this is like glasses for the brain. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. If there, if you have a listener that says, absolutely, I, she's pushing drugs. I don't want to do drugs. <laughs> it's okay. Just put your hands in your ears for a little bit and go, la, la, la. I'm not pushing it. I do want to offer some hope to people though, because we get overwhelmed easily. Yeah. And I'm afraid some of your listeners might be just very overwhelmed. Yeah. Well, and let's, let's tie that back to what we said about like not only BDD, body dysmorphic disorder, but also eating disorders, right? Mm -hmm. Because I mean, eating disorders are not like you can't snap your fingers and your eating disorder is gone. Oh no. So, so what role what role is figuring out the brain <laughs> component of this? If there is one, I mean, I guess it's not a hundred percent of comorbidity between ADHD and eating disorders, but if it's there, like what, what's the role of dressing well, it? Yeah. I, and I like that question. So here's the thing. I would say if your clients don't have ADHD, look to trauma. That's mm-hmm. the next one. Mm-hmm. Trauma changes the brain in the in a very similar way that ADHD does. Mm. Oh, and then to add to the disaster, 
if you have ADHD, you're kind of low hanging fruit mm-hmm. for trauma, mm-hmm. which means trauma affects us very deeply mm-hmm. and a little bit more permanently. And so I'm telling you that because, um, and I don't know, do you already coach for trauma or I no, I'm no. not a trauma coach, but, but you just described my life right there in the last minute. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah. So this is what happens when we have trauma Mm -hmm. that changes because trauma tells the brain, you are not safe. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to take over this whole operation and your limbic center is running the operation. Yeah. Now that if, if you only have trauma, that's not because you have this genetic neurodivergence, but your brain is acting just like that. Mm -hmm. So so we have to understand the source of eating disorders goes very deep and you know this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would always start to address the deeply held beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I struggled with dysmorphia, mm-hmm. not, I, not extensively, but um, I can tell I'm getting healthier because I'm like, you know what? I, I'm okay with who I am. Mm-hmm. And that just wasn't true. Mm-hmm. Uh, 10 to 15 years ago, um, I would try to hide parts of me and hated parts of me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have a, like you trauma plus ADHD background. Mm -hmm. And so any, any one of us who have that, we're going to do interesting things around our perceived need to survive. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, to have your listeners think, how is this getting confused in my head as a survival mm-hmm. issue? Yeah. Is the place to start. Always yeah. with the nervous system. Yeah. Um, figuring out how to take yourself out of flight or flight. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things out there, a lot of modalities. Yeah, that's good. Um, is that, should I say more? Yeah, go I, for it. If, if there's, there's, there's okay. more. Yeah, fill it out. Well, there's a little bit more because ADHD people, are very susceptible, as you said in the research, um, to having some kind of disordered eating. Mm-hmm. And, and we have these little quirks. Some of us have like a sensory issue mm-hmm. around food. Like we don't like the feel of certain things. Mm-hmm. Now you add a couple steps and you can easily end up in disordered eating, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. A lot of us also um, have the comorbidity of OCD Mm. and people think OCD is lining things up in order. Well, yes, it's a small part of it, but there's intrusive thoughts. Mm -hmm. That's when your body, just your body, your brain, everything gets stuck on this repetitive negative groove. Mm -hmm. Right. And by the way, I just, I feel so sorry for Christian women in that spot Mm. because then they think it's their sinful selves. Mm -hmm. And if they can just be hard enough on themselves, they'll break it. Mm. And I just want them to know, no, that's not true. Yeah. God is still looking at you yeah. with love in his eyes. Yeah. The truth is you need help to get out of that cognitive rut. Yeah. Yeah. And that's good. That's really good. Because I do feel like there are women listening that are like, I've heard everything you've said and nothing works, nothing's sticking. Like, <laughs> There's something deeper. And I've talked about trauma a little bit. I actually did an interview a couple of weeks ago on trauma and there's a couple more planned I think, for this fall on that topic too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, there's, 
dig what's under the surface. It's your, you are not the right. only person who is beyond hope or, you know, that, I mean, yeah. I think that's what the voices of shame tell you, right. It's your special, exactly. special in quotes, because nothing's going to ever work. You're, you're you. the bad kind of special, right. You're too right. broken. Yeah. And that that's one of the lies we believe mm-hmm. we're too broken. Yeah. yeah. And remember, it's just your brain trying to keep you safe. Mm-hmm. And we use these false beliefs, not because we think they're really, you know, nice. Yeah. We use these false beliefs to try to help us be safe. Yeah. Um, I, because of my childhood and my first marriage, I grew up believing I can't trust anyone. Mm-hmm. It's, it's only you, Tam, you're on your own. Yeah. And that became a very solid belief. Mm-hmm. And then I create walls around it. Yeah. And so I'm positive your listeners kind of have similar experiences. So a lot of times when I'm working with a client who has disorder eating, now I'm not a disorder eating specialist, but I'm like, let's stop looking at that for a moment. Mm-hmm. Let's look at how your brain is working mm-hmm. and let's try to address those things. Yeah. So if the person has OCD, you get OCD trumps ADHD. Okay. Okay. Um, like I'm going to give you the the playing cards of, <laughs> of my practice. Um, ASD, uh, autism spectrum mm-hmm. disorder, um, that goes uh, kind of equal with ADHD and ASD. Okay. But if you have OCD that trumps it all, we stop, we stop coaching, we stop everything, you get treatment for your OCD. Okay. Because until you get treatment for your OCD, Nothing else is going to make drive sense. in the car. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then we talk about the other passengers in that car mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and ADHD is usually in there, not giving great directions. Yeah. And probably <laughs> being a huge clown in the backseat. <laughs> Love it. Oh, that's so good. That's so helpful. Uh, yeah, I could talk to you all day. <laughs> but no, I, well, you're right. People. I, I love that. you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess, I guess I want to leave us with some direction, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe like I was this spring, someone is listening and they're like, what? Like I might have ADHD. Like this is like, what do I do now? Like aside from getting your book, which little plug for your book, your brain's not broken. (laughs) But but aside from that, like where where do you start with all this? Yeah. So the first question is if you do some reading, and you're, remember, ADHD is hereditary. Mm-hmm. The odds are you grew up thinking it was somewhat normal. Right. I sat down. So I got your book and I took it to the beach this summer. My family was there. And I sat at a table with my mom, my brother. And I was like, we all have ADHD. Yeah. They're like, what? And I was like, because of this, 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 and this. Do you do this? Do you do this? And they're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's me. Oh, yeah. That's, That's me. <laughs> no. Everyone does that. It, it was yeah. a committee. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. And then, and then, well, actually, my next book that I'm finishing up um, at the end of this month, um, is about families in uh-huh. ADHD oh, I love because it. it runs in there. Yeah. Right. And right. it runs through us. We think it's normal. Mm-hmm. We think this like kind of uneven temperedness mm-hmm. is normal. Mm-hmm. It's a personality disposition. Nope. It's a family. It's not a family trait. It's ADHD. Yeah. So first of all, as you're doing it, just explore ADHD. So just be very curious, not mm-hmm. judging, not mm-hmm. panicking. You don't have to tell 50 people that you mm-hmm. have ADHD unless you want to, and it's mm-hmm. helpful. 
but you're just curious, mm -hmm. what is ADHD? Then the next question is, what do I want to do if I do have ADHD? Mm -hmm. And what we want to do is you need to decide, do I need an ADHD coach? Do I have ADHD plus trauma? Okay, so that's an ADHD certified therapist, mm -hmm. right? Because we want to dig in and deal with the trauma. Do I want medication? If so, I need to seek a formal diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And then the last question, and remember, we're just being curious. What is, ADHD, what is the ADHD I have? What does it have to do with my disordered eating mm -hmm. or body image? Mm-hmm. What does that have to yeah. do? So we're just doing very calm mm -hmm. questions. So I'm going to repeat those questions again Please. for your listeners. First one is just being curious of what is this thing? Is it possible that I may be affected by this? And by the way, readers who um, have read my book and other, you know, when they start to exit, they're like, oh, oh, well, of course, this is like looking in the mirror, mm -hmm. right? So you'll know it. You can trust yourself on that. Mm -hmm. And then start to ask the question, what do I want to do about the ADHD? Yeah. And there's many options. And then, again, just remain calm and curious. What does my ADHD have to do with my dysmorphia mm -hmm. or um, disordered eating? Yeah, that's good. That's so helpful. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Will you just tell everyone where they can connect with you, where they all hold the book up again, but for oh, the listeners sweet, who thanks. can't see the book, um, <laughs> tell everyone where they can get your brains not broken. And, and I think you have a freebie or some sort of helpful tool on your website as well. I do. Yes. It's the solve it grid. Um, and it helps people kind of figure out, okay, I'm ADHD. How do I just get tasks done? Especially yeah. the really boring tasks. Um, so my book is available wherever books are sold. Um, I always think it, that's a funny statement. I don't know why I think it is. Um, but it's a funny statement. It. Okay, <laughs> you thank you. Buy a book wherever they sell books. There yeah. you go. <laughs> just, I can never say it with a straight face without laughing. See, this is why I love you. ADHD people would get why I think it's hilarious. A non-ADHD people would go, okay, just say the phrase. It's fine. But it is available wherever books are sold. Um, obviously, if you want to support your local bookstore, um, that's fantastic. But you may have to order it. Yeah. And it's, you know, Amazon for those 1030 at night. Oh, I wanted to order this book. Right. So. <laughs> it, 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 Amazon doesn't meet, need me to promote them, but <laughs> I know my people and I know they're like, oh, I wanted to do that. I'll just do it before bed. Yep. So. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Thank and your you website. so much for having me. Yeah. And your website? Uh, website is TamaraRosier.com. Awesome. And I'll put that in the show notes. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you again so much for being here. This has been super helpful. And maybe I'll have you back to do the whole narcissism oh. angle there. Cause that, that could be, a <laughs> I kind of lived that one. So yes. Yeah. Um, yeah you know what? You are delightful. And I'm so thank grateful you. you're doing this podcast. Oh, thanks so much. Well, thanks again for being here. And thank you for watching or listening today. I hope something today has helped you stop comparing and start living. Bye-bye. The Compared to Show is part of the Life Audio Podcast Network. For more great Christian content, go to lifeaudio.com. Want to learn more about God and his will for your life one verse at a time? I'm Quinise Petway, co-host of the Your Daily Bible Verse podcast. I'm inviting you to tune in and subscribe at 
likeaudio.com.